Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com on this Thursday morning. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. So, we are going to have a, a, a spirited show here uh, today in our plush but not overly ostentatious WKXL studios. And we're going to be talking about Wine Week, which is next week, June 12th through the 16th. And uh, joining us uh, on this segment is uh, Justin Gunter. Justin is a wine marketing and sales specialist at uh, the New Hampshire Liquor Commission. Welcome to you, Justin. Good morning. Thank you for having us, Ken. Great to have you with us. And Nancy Mellett is here. Nancy from the New Hampshire Food Bank, the beneficiary of uh, next Thursday's New England Wine Spectacular in Manchester. And it is spectacular. Absolutely. There's there's no doubt about that, having uh, been there a few times myself. Uh, I'll start with you, Justin. Uh, for 17 years uh, New Hampshire Wine Week has been uh, a terrific uh, statewide event, but the, uh, the the first line of the press release says New Hampshire Wine Week is back and better than ever. So tell us why. <laughs> well, you know, um, it, it is back. We we were out the last couple of years, and uh, unfortunately, but this time it's it's we're able to get back together and it's a convergence of everybody coming together and celebrating wine again and it's been a while so um we are changing we were in the winter in the past it was uh, traditionally in january now we are in june and uh, we get to celebrate the weather along with everything so yes we're back better than ever now why the decision to move it from january to june uh, a lot of it comes down to logistics. Um, January was a difficult time for travel. Mm-hmm. There would always be uh, a certain crossing of the fingers that everything would go just right. Um, in June, we have a little bit more opportunity for people to be able to come and attend to our, our event. It doesn't uh, coincide with any other uh, big events in the wine world, so we're able to get everybody here. And we're talking uh, throughout the week, uh, wine tastings, dinners, uh, bottle signings, uh, educational seminars, all culminating uh, with Northern New England's uh, largest showcase of wine, the New England Wine Spectacular in uh, downtown Manchester. And uh, it is always a uh, a terrific event with some of the uh, top winemakers uh, in the country and literally uh, the world. Uh, showing up. So it's, uh, it's just uh, an amazing event, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, but uh, the beneficiary of this event, as we mentioned, is the New Hampshire Food Bank, and uh, Nancy Mellett is here, and uh, all kinds of uh, e- events going on. And Nancy, uh, uh, talk about some of these statistics that, that we hear uh, about uh, you know, food shortages in New Hampshire, people uh, who struggle with uh, food insecurity. Uh, 7% of all New Hampshire residents, including 9.5% of children, uh, struggle with food insecurity, meaning they don't know where their next meal is coming from. Correct. That's that, right. That Ken. seems like an awfully high number. It is. It is a high number. It's unfortunate. Um, but we work hard every day to try to reach those folks and make sure that um, they have sufficient food. 
and, and those numbers definitely uh, are scary. So tell us a little bit about how the, the food bank works. I, I know that uh, you are really the only statewide food bank in the state of New Hampshire, and uh, you have to service uh, a, a lot of agencies because of that. We do. We are the only food bank in New Hampshire. We um, have more than 400 partner agencies throughout the state. Those are food pantries, soup kitchens, after-school programs, senior programs, and more. Uh, we bring food in. We either purchase the food or uh, retailers donate the food to us. It gets sorted. It goes online for the agencies to order, and then it goes out. So how is it all funded? I mean, that, that's a lot of food. I mean, it's tons of food, right? Last year, we distributed more than 60 million pounds of food. Wow. So, um, and with, the, with inflation um, and everything that's going on, um, I anticipate we'll probably do more this year. Yeah, that, that is uh, really something. And so where does it all come from? Uh, we have to raise mo most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. partnering with the New Hampshire Liquor Commission to be the beneficiary of this event is huge for us. It will, you know, it helps immensely. Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's going to. Uh, no, no doubt about that. And, you know, uh, when, when you think of, of food banks, generally you think of them around Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Correct. But the, the fact of the matter is uh, you need help 365 days a year. Yes, unfortunately, hunger shows up every day, Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. just at the holidays. And, and, you know, people don't think a lot about it, but um, school is getting out. And those children and families that rely on free and reduced lunches through the school system right. don't have access to that through the summer months. Mm. So we do have a summer feeding program <clears throat> that we uh, do th in the rural part of the state, so up in Coas, Carroll counties primarily, to ensure that um, the children and families can continue to access food. Yeah, uh, but I would have to think because of the fact that the schools are closed that the uh, food insecurity would be uh, even uh, more of an issue during the summer than uh, at other parts of the year. Correct, because those families that rely on their children being fed at school now have to ha try to have those resources themselves. You know, you, you talk about the number of, of food banks that, uh, that you uh, subsidize and that, that you supply. Uh, it, it's amazing. I, the distribution of it, just right. the distribution <laughs> alone, I mean, has to be a, a costly expenditure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. And, and sometimes you don't even think about that. Right. Uh, about, you know, just the delivering of the food alone has to cost uh, a, a lot of money. So, it does. Yeah. So it it's, does. A, it's a year-round process, folks. It's every day. Not just Thanksgiving and Christmas. So uh, hats off to the New Hampshire Liquor Commission for uh, selecting the New Hampshire Food Bank as the uh, beneficiary of the Wine Spectacular uh, coming up uh, next Thursday night, which is uh, uh, just just one week away. It's hard to believe. It's all, uh, you know, uh, come together very quickly. Uh, when uh, do you have a good I, I'm sure that the ticket sales are brisk. But people, I'm sure, are also getting uh, accustomed to the fact that it's not in, uh, you know, January anymore. 
Well, I definitely do think that there is a uh, a shift in mentality. Under you know, we, as you said, it was uh, 17 years consecutively in uh, January. So it's about us getting the word out. But ticket sales are brisk, as you say. And uh, I would encourage everybody to get your tickets now because they will not last forever. Um, but yes, and just to say one thing real quick and working with Nancy, that's one of the, the beautiful things about this event is that we do get the opportunity to partner with people like Nancy and the, the New Hampshire Food Bank. And it's really a, a fulfilling part of my job personally to be able to help give back to the community. I take a lot of pride in being able to work for the state as is and having this opportunity is really special to me personally. Yeah, and uh, obviously you picked a great uh, beneficiary of this uh, this event, and uh, you know the, the, I'm sure many people will uh, appreciate it uh, throughout the the state of New Hampshire. Uh, no, no doubt about that. Now, the Washington Post has called New Hampshire the best state in the country for wine drinkers. <laughs> Explain. Well, finally, the uh, word's getting out. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a phenomenal state for wine drinking, uh, for wine drinkers and uh, wine aficionados, any kind of appreciation. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things we pride ourselves on is that we offer such a vast selection, but also at affordable prices. We're, we're really trying to generate funds for the state, and we're not um, – we're not trying to um, limit ourselves. And so we're able to build, we've had these uh, larger flagship stores that can house a, a tremendous number of uh, wines. Mm -hmm. And so having something like the Wine Spectacular with over 1,700 wines featured at the event, it's, it's something for everybody. 1,700 wines at the event. Yeah. Sounds like a good night for a designated driver. <laughs> and we have opportunities for that as well. There, there you go. And, of course, it's going to be one week from tonight at the Doubletree by Hilton in downtown Manchester at 700 Elm Street. Six to nine o'clock. Tickets are going uh, briskly, as uh, we, we just pointed out. And uh, how, how can people uh, jump online right now and get those tickets? Uh, the best way to do it is to go to our website at www nhwineweek.com that will lead you to all of our events seminars and the big one the wine spectacular next thursday outstanding we are talking wine week in new hampshire which is coming up uh, starting monday the 12th through the 16th of june and uh, we have justin with us in studio we also have uh, Nancy. We have a cast of thousands here today. And, and, and a little bit later on, we may be uh, sampling some wine right here on the radio on Kale and Company Live at WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back. Kale and Company Live here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We're talking wine. On this uh, Thursday, great to have you along with us. Wine Week is coming up starting Monday the 12th through Friday the 16th. And it's all uh, uh, capped off by the big uh, New England Wine Spectacular coming up next Thursday night at the Doubletree by Hilton in downtown Manchester. Tickets are still available. It's the first time that uh, the event has been held in the month of June and we have uh, Justin Gunter here, the wine, um, a wine marketing and sales specialist at New Hampshire Liquor Commission. And uh, Justin, one of the great things, one of the great things about this event, 
the New England wine spectacular is the fact that you can sample some of the great wines from all over the world, literally, winemakers from all over the world, and also winemakers from New Hampshire as well. You not only can sample the wines, but you can talk with the winemakers themselves, which is extraordinary. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's I'm a little bit of a fanboy, so it kind of works out for me. It's it's a fantastic opportunity. There, there is no doubt about that. To uh, to talk with the winemakers themselves, how they got started in the business. Many times, it's a a family tradition, a family operation that goes back uh, a number of years, and sometimes it's you know an operation that just started a year or two ago. And we have seen, I, I think, in the last several years. Uh, you know, the proliferation of many wineries in the state of New Hampshire. We absolutely have. And it's not slowing down by any means. And um, it's, it's really a fantastic opportunity. And I think one of the, the most fantastic things about our local winemakers is there's a passion behind it. It's every single one to a T. There's just such a passion behind the, their projects. And um, it's it's really great to share in that with the the winemakers. And as a matter of fact, we have one of those winemakers in studio right now. It just so happens that uh, Brian Ferguson is here from Flag Hill Winery in Lee. Brian, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It is uh, great to have you with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your winery. Uh, we're Flag Hill Winery. We're in Lee, New Hampshire. Uh, we focus on making really, really precise aromatic white varietal wines. That's what we're good at. Uh, we grow about 15 acres of vineyard here, uh, and most of that fruit is white fruit. And uh, um, again, really, uh, uh, really great fruit here in the Northeast for making these really delicate white wines. And of course, uh, soil has a lot to do with winemaking. So the wine that is you know, produced in New Hampshire is uh, quite a bit different than the wine that's produced in uh, California, for example. Yeah, there's a lot of variables. Uh, soil, climate, uh, all these things make a difference. One of the things that we really have going for us, uh, we have very uh, uh, well-draining soils across the state of New Hampshire, which is really great for for vineyards in general, um, grapes are from the desert originally, uh, so dry, uh, dry feet's good. Uh, and then we also have beautiful, uh, cold, crisp mornings in the fall, which allows us to trap those natural aromatic properties that we're going to see in a minute. Now, how long have you been around? Uh, I've been uh, in New Hampshire. The winery, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the winery has been uh, the winery has been here uh, since 1990. We planted our first grapes in 1990, and then made our first uh, our first vintage in 1994. So you had to be uh, among the first wineries in New Hampshire, I would have to think. Flag Hill is, yeah, one of the first wineries in New Hampshire. Uh, of the wineries that exist today, it was us in Jewelltown uh, at this, right about the same time when we always argued about who was first. <laughs> did, did, you, did you ever think it would grow to the proportion that, that it has here in the state and, and still growing? It continues to grow. It's uh, uh, really in, incredible and, and, and fun to be a part of right now. Uh, to watch New Hampshire wines really find um, uh, find their stride and start, we've really started producing really world class wines. So even if you had wines uh, five or ten years ago from New Hampshire, it's worth checking out again because a lot of the winemakers have really made uh, massive improvements, and the quality of wines here has, has increased dramatically. You know, New Hampshire really has uh, been become synonymous with wine. 
I mean, people have been coming, let's face it, to New Hampshire to buy their wine and other alcoholic beverages at the state stores for many, many years, coming, coming across many borders to buy their, their, you know, their products uh, in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, because of the fact that, generally speaking, it's less expensive and there's no tax. So New Hampshire, uh, Justin, I would have to say, uh, probably sells more wine per capita than most states in the country. <laughs> um, I've read some reports, they might be a little bit older, that, uh, yes, per capita, we are one of the leaders in the nation for wine and spirits being sold. So, yes, we are a mecca for, for wine. No, no question about that. And uh, I know that in, in your stores, you have sections for the local wineries to sell their products there. We do have sections dedicated to local wineries. I'm, uh, I'm a very, very big fan of our, our local winemakers and the local winemaking scene. As Brian mentions, really world-class products are being created. Um, there's, there's just a sense of terroir that is unique to New Hampshire and phenomenal wines coming out of the state. Do you think that has led to the growth of wineries in New Hampshire, the fact that you know that, uh, you know, if your product is a good one, it's going to be sold at the state liquor stores? It's great having partners uh, like the state of New Hampshire uh, to, um, as a small winery, it's really hard to have a sales team. Uh, if we were in another state, we'd have to knock on hundreds of doors. Uh, uh, whereas here in the state of New Hampshire, we have, you know, we meet Justin, we show him our wines. Uh, he says, you know, this is good. Uh, this works. We think this can sell, uh, and we and we find a, a home on a on a shelf in the state of New Hampshire in, in their liquor stores. Uh, it it really is um, an incredible partnership, and we feel very fortunate to be a part of it. Yeah, and that uh, those sections of uh, you know the the local wines are are growing all the time. It seems they are growing. Yeah, yeah. They are. There's uh, but there's phenomenal, fantastic offerings coming in all the time, and so we'll grow with it. Well, that's, uh, that, that's a good thing, and I, I'm sure more to come in, in the not-too-distant future in terms of, of wineries. Oh, there are definitely some on the horizon. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. But, uh, Brian, competition is a good thing, right? Competition is a great thing. Uh, it improves us and makes us get better. And then we all really learn. I mean, it's, it's like a very friendly competition. Uh, a lot of the winemakers in New Hampshire all communicate. Uh, you know, if one of us is seeing something happening, we usually communicate it to the group, uh, and everybody improves from it. It's 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 very collaborative. Uh, again, I feel very fortunate to be here. We're in a, we're in a great place, and, and it is as you mentioned. So uh, you know, in, environmentally, uh, you know, it, you, you need the environment to, to help you grow the wine. It's uh, dependent on the environment. So I would imagine that, that there are some years that are, are better than others. <laughs> that's an that's an overstatement this year. Yeah. Um, we uh, uh, we actually had the first uh, killer frost we've ever had this year, uh, this spring, um, uh, on May 18th. It was it was a little rough. Um, we'll probably see about a 80 percent reduction in in total fruit crop this year. Really, it's pretty wow. significant. But um, uh, normally, uh, up until this moment, um, every year has been has been really incredible. There's always nuances uh, to um, uh, to the fruit that comes off the vine in the fall, uh, and that's what makes winemaking so interesting and why wine lovers love wine is because every year you're looking at a totally new fruit. And we, as winemakers, have to make decisions on how we craft that fruit into, mm -hmm. into, into beautiful wines. Sure. And, and going to uh, a winery in itself 
you know, is really an experience. So if I go to Flag Hill uh, Winery in Lee, uh, what, what am I, how, how am I welcomed? What, what, what are the other things that are going on there in addition to the wine? Yeah, we have all kinds of things going on. Um, uh, we're open seven days a week from 11 to 5 at Flag Hill. Uh, we, are, we have a distillery there on site. We make whiskey, uh, gin, vodka, brandy, cordials, rum. Um, uh, we also have an 18-station walking tour, which is really cool, uh-huh. uh, to come by and, nice. and just learn a little bit about the agriculture that goes into making all of our wines and spirits. Uh, it's a really fun thing to do. Uh, and then we are, in the summer, we do uh, wine smoothies, which are real fruit smoothies made for Wine smoothies, Really huh? tasty. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk more about those uh, wine smoothies coming up, but I know we're uh, getting close to break time here, and uh, we might uh, sample some of that wine. If Sounds you great. don't mind. Uh, right here on, on the radio on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. Deltadentalcoversme.com. We'll take a break. We're talking wine this morning. Kale & Company continues right after these words on WKXL and htalkradio.com. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Wine Week heading our way starting on Monday. Great week uh, in the state. Normally, uh, in the past, it has been in January, but it's being moved to June uh, this year. And uh, we'll talk about that and talk about some of the uh, winemakers that will be uh, sharing that wine with us at the New England Wine Spectacular, one week from tonight, next Thursday night, uh, Justin Gunder is here, a wine marketing and sales specialist at the New Hampshire Liquor Commission, and uh, Brian Ferguson from Flag Hill Winery in Lee, who is about to share uh, some of his product uh, with us here live on the radio. <laughs> this is this is a uh, you it's know exciting. A, no, <laughs> a, a, at best a, a once a year uh, event here at WKXL on, on the radio. But uh, tell us about what I'm about to sample here. So the first one I'm going to pour here is La Crescent. Um, this is a really great example of what can be done really well here in the Northeast. This grape and the Cayuga White grape, which we're going to taste next, um, are two, in my opinion, of the of the best grapes that we grow uh, in New England. Um, <clears throat> this does a great job at showcasing how intensely aromatic our, our fruit is. So even if you just take, without taking a sip, just bring it to your nose. Yeah. Mm, that you'll smells, notice, yeah, it's it unbelievable. smells uh, terrific. Yeah, the aromatics on it are, are unbelievable. I always tell people this is a wine I can sit next to for an hour and not even have a sip of. Yeah. Uh, just continually seeing like the, the, the bouquet, the aromatics. Uh, if you pay attention to it, uh, it keeps showing more and more things. Uh, I get a lot of apricot. Um, uh, in certain moments, I'll get like that spring lilac yeah. uh, type aroma. Uh, and then I get a lot of citrus out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a great example 
of uh, a wine that can be made really well here in the Northeast. Uh, our cold temperatures in the fall mm-hmm. allow us to trap all those natural aromatic properties into the wine. Uh, that way you can actually get them here in your glass. Uh, and then if you give it a taste, um, you'll see there's there's nice balance to it. Um, it's what we call like an off-dry, somewhere between an off-dry and a semi-sweet wine. Um, we usually arrest these fermentations uh, early, and that helps us also trap the aromatic properties. But another thing it does is it really helps balance out the acid uh, uh, that's in that's in our fruit and allows us to uh, um, have really kind of a nice uh, finish on the palate. Very, very nice. And uh, as you said, very fragrant as well. Wow. That is that is fabulous. It's pretty, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we love this fruit. Um, we grow about an acre of La Crescent. We plan to plant more of this fruit mm-hmm. uh, because we think it's really one of the uh, the future grapes for uh, for New Hampshire. Uh, we're really on the kind of early edge in terms of uh, winemaking uh, for our area becoming a wine region. Uh, there's only been about 30, 35 harvests somewhere in that range here in New Hampshire, and we only get one chance a year to make wine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's really only about 35 years of, of 35 chances at, at winemaking. We really think we're starting to hone in on the on the fruit and the winemaking styles that work really well for our region. We're really starting to produce world-class wines. How many acres do you have? Uh, we have about 15 with another five acres that are ready uh, for production. Uh, we're uh, going to plant in those, in that remaining five acres, we're probably going to plant uh, more Cayuga white, which we're going to see in a second. And you'll see why that's our, our staple grape and why we love it so much. Um, and uh, uh, probably a little bit more La Crescent because we really like that one. As you can mm. see, it's really pretty. Yes. Um, and possibly uh, another fruit called Atasca, um, which is a nice uh, uh, kind of Pinot Grigio-like uh, like fruit. What uh, brought you into the uh, wine industry? Um, I really like wine. <laughs> okay, that's reason enough right there. Reason enough, a- absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a whiskey geek and a wine geek. Um, uh, so the uh, the event, um, uh, uh, the New England Wine Spectacular next week is actually a, a, a real treat for me, even though I'm a winemaker. Uh, meeting other winemakers, um, Justin said it perfectly, a bit of a fanboy uh, mm-hmm. uh, myself. <laughs> so it's, it's really an incredible experience to meet uh, to come out and, and see these people that you would never have access to in any other setting and ask them questions that only they are going to know the answer to. It's really an incredible opportunity. I uh, highly recommend people come check it out. I have a question for you, Brian, and, and that is, you know, I seem to be seeing more screw-off wine, you know, caps than I, than I do uh, corks these days. I'm so happy you're asking this question. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. It wasn't set up, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so screw top wine, specifically the type that we use, yep. is called Stelvin. And Stelvin is the best packaging system for almost all of the wines of the world. There's a very small percentage of wines that benefit from cork, uh, but pretty much everything else benefits from uh, from screw cap. So me personally as a winemaker, when I walk into uh, one of the New Hampshire State Liquor Stores, yeah. uh, unless I'm buying a certain type of red wine, I exclu- if I'm buying white wines, I exclusively pick things that are in Stelvin. Uh, I know well, that what's in that bottle is almost certainly what the winemaker put in that bottle, uh, and it's and it's going to be a very good expression of what, what they were trying to accomplish. Uh, so screw tops do a really great job. Stelvin screw tops do a really great job of keeping oxygen out of the wine, which is really one of the most damaging things to to the quality of wine. So are, are corks being used less and less in the in the wine industry? There's definitely a changeover, especially as um, people become aware that 
Uh, a screw top doesn't mean that there's bad wine in the bottle, that it actually yeah. means that there's probably really great wine in the bottle, and that a winemaker made a decision to, to use a screw top uh, despite the fact that there's going to be people who are afraid of it because they know that's, that's how much better the wine is going to be. Uh, when that person opens that bottle. But that used to be a stigma, right? I mean, if you saw a screw-off uh, wine bottle, you said, oh, that's, that's got to be cheap stuff, you know? Or It was definitely, it was definitely yeah. a stigma, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a battle that we fight. We talk a lot about it at Flag Hill, um, and a lot of other winemakers do too in the state, and just in, in general. Uh, it's, it's the evidence is so overwhelming mm. um, wow. uh, that, it's, that, it's a, that it's the best system. Um, to give an example, we used to pick up about five, this is a little geeky, but we used to pick up about five nanomoles per deciliter at bottle, at, uh, when we bottled okay. of O2, of oxygen. Yeah. And today we pick up about 0. 0.0005 nanomoles per wow. deciliter. So it's, it's, it's a significant improvement. Uh, so the wine in the in the package is much better, much much better. Um, wow. And we found uh, when we started doing this, um, uh, we saw wine qualities improve uh, at least twenty percent, but in bottle after about a month of bottle. But corks are still used. Corks are still and, used, and we're going to prove that. <laughs> we're going to prove that right now uh, here on the show. Yes, as uh, Brian is uh, un- unscrewing. Uh, the uh, material that surrounds the cork. And here we go, folks. Stand by. This does not happen every day. Oh, there you go. There's the good pop of the cork. So this is and sparkling Cuga White. I, I can see it is sparkling. It is sparkling. <laughs> and it's about to come over. <laughs> All right. There you go. Very nice. Thank you. Sparkling wines in our region are one of the uh, the best systems, one of the be- one of the best products we can make with our with our fruit. If you are, what I always tell people is, if you're a winemaker, uh, and I gave you the wine chemistry, the the fruit chemistry, sorry, to our to our grapes. I said you can't look at the grape, you can't smell the grape, you can't taste the grape. How do you want to make the grape into wine? The answer, without question, would be to make sparkling wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is our region is absolutely perfect for it. Nice high acidity. Um, and uh, it really makes a, something akin to a Prosecco-style sparkling wine. Uh, wow. And this is the Cuga white grape that you're tasting, lots of uh, um, uh, green apple and lots of pear. It's really, really nice. So in a sparkling wine like this, uh, most always you would use a cork, correct? Or not necessarily, but... Cor- yeah, correct. So the reason we're using a, a, a cork here is because the, the amount of... Um, uh, dissolved carbon dioxide in the in the wine is so high that a screw cap wouldn't actually work. Okay. Uh, so we need a, a wire cage yep. in the cork uh, to keep that pressure in the bottle. That we've got all those tiny little bubbles that give all that creamy mouth feel uh, that mm. makes us love uh, champagne and prosecco and sparkling wine so much. And my mouth has rarely felt better at this time <laughs> in the morning than, than it does uh, that does right now here on the program. And uh, we we've had a, a great wine lesson today already. From uh, from Brian Ferguson of Flag Hill Winery. How can people uh, find out more about your winery? Yeah, you can check out our website, flaghill.com. Uh, check out our Facebook page, Instagram page, or just come to the farm. If you're in, in New Hampshire for Wine Week, uh, it's a great place to stop, uh, get a wine smoothie, go go walk around the farm, see the animals. Uh, it's, it's, a great, it's a great stop. All right, what's, what's in a wine smoothie? Uh, uh, depends on which one. Um, <laughs> but usually it's, it's just as simple as this, fruit and wine. Um, uh, which is a, a perfect pair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. How, how far are you from the uh, the traffic circle? 
Uh, a few miles, a couple miles. Yeah, okay. just a couple minutes. If, yeah. you, if you can get to the traffic circle, you can get to us. We're close. Outstanding. Well, thanks for your tutorial today yeah. <laughs> and uh, the delicious wine as well. Now, there are a lot more events coming up uh, during Wine Week, and we're going to get to those. A, a great dinner next Wednesday night at the Manchester Country Club. And, and wait till you hear the menu. I mean, when I when I read the menu and can't pronounce the names, I know it must be delicious, right? But that's going to be uh, next Wednesday, and we'll talk about that. We have to take a quick break here. Wine Week straight ahead, starting uh, next Monday, the twelfth. Kale and Company live here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on this uh, Thursday. If you missed any of uh, this program or simply wanted to want to hear it again, and who wouldn't, right? Uh, tune in uh, tonight just after 7 o'clock here on WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, 14.50 on the AM dial, and... Streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We are talking wine this morning on the program. And why? Because next Monday begins Wine Week in the state of New Hampshire. Normally, it's been in January. It's been moved to June. And uh, I I think it's a great idea. And uh, as uh, I I would have to think, uh, Justin, Justin Gunner with us from... uh, uh, wine marketing and sales at uh, the New Hampshire Liquor Commission. And I would have to think this would be easier in terms of uh, travel for the winemakers who are going to be joining us for the uh, the wine spectacular next Thursday night. Well, it's it's definitely going to be easier for the winemakers that are joining us. We have over 35 winemakers, and they're coming from all over the world. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's an ordeal for them to get here, and uh, moving it to June helps. And you know there are a lot of a lot of things that help being in june we can possibly outgrow the the confines of indoors and mm-hmm. get more outdoor activities over right. the course of the week so it's going to be an exciting week tell us about the uh, the dinner as we alluded to in the previous segment that is going to take place next wednesday at the manchester country club oh this is an exciting event it's going to be featuring uh chef ed alois and the Manchester Country Club chef, Dan Henry. And they're going to be preparing five courses that are going to be paired from wines from Banfi Wines. And the real treat, Christina Mariani May, the president and CEO of Banfi Wines, is going to be presenting those wines that get paired with those dishes. Um, there are five dishes, uh, starting with uh, an amuse with uh, bottled braised cannellini beans, urban parmesan seared polenta. It goes on to... Uh, course two of cannelloni, uh, local mushrooms, cognac, uh, toasted chestnuts, sage, house-made ricotta. Um, it goes all the way to a dessert and olive oil cake. And it's all paired with these beautiful mm-hmm. Tuscan wines, Tuscan-inspired cuisine, Tuscan wines presented by experts in the industry. A phenomenal event. It's next Wednesday at the Manchester Country Club. Tickets are available online at... Um, www.nhwineweek.com and there are still some available very few very few very few outstanding well 
Get to it right now, folks, and uh, order those tickets for the dinner uh, next Wednesday at Manchester Country Club. Sounds good to me, Nancy. It sounds delicious. <laughs> Nancy Mellett from the New Hampshire Food Bank, and uh, they are the uh, beneficiary of the Wine Spectacular next Thursday night, and there are still uh, some tickets available for that as well. But Nancy, for those who uh, missed the early part of our, our program, shame on them, but uh, we were talking about uh, what the New Hampshire Food Bank does, uh, the uh, the number of people uh, it, it assists throughout the state of New Hampshire, and you are constantly in need of, of revenue, let's face it. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and uh, being the beneficiary of this event is uh, is terrific. And the work goes on 365 days a year. If if people would like to make a, a contribution, if they can't make it to the, the Wine Spectacular and would like to make a contribution, what's, what's the best way to do that? Uh, <clears throat> you can go to our website, nhfoodbank.org, and there is a big donate button. <laughs> okay. A big one, so you don't miss it. <laughs> That's right. All right. Yeah. And... and uh, you, you must need constant uh, constant help uh, financially for all that you do. Uh, now, do you have some some suppliers? I mean, obviously, you know, the, the food comes into the food bank. It, it goes out. It goes to uh, different food banks and, and uh, organizations throughout the state. I mean, it's quite a process. It is a and, very and large you, you process. You must have quite a, quite a fleet of, of trucks taking, uh, taking all the food <clears throat> around to these different places. Well, we do. We also, um, for our partner agencies that are within a 50-mile radius of the food bank, they come actually mm. to the food bank okay. and pick up their orders. Yep. And if they're 50 miles and beyond, we have a three-week delivery schedule that we do. Very, very good. And, uh, again, you, you service. You're the only food bank in the state. We are. And uh, we've been here for almost 40 years. 40 Next years. Year is our 40th anniversary. Wow. Uh, that That is amazing. Yes. It truly is. And so glad that uh, you'll be the uh, beneficiary of the Wine Spectacular, which is always sold out. So, yes, and, and yeah, we are yeah. we are beyond excited to be the beneficiary. Um, this is a very very special event. Oh, it's a, a fantastic opportunity to be able to work with you, Nancy, and the New Hampshire Food Bank. And you know, uh, you mentioned Ken that uh, there are always resources needed for revenue for the New Hampshire Food Bank, and really, what better way to do it than to go to the Wine Spectacular. Yep. It's, a, it's a win-win. It is a win-win. In essence, um, all proceeds go directly to the New Hampshire Food Bank. That, that is fabulous. That, that is fabulous. And, and you get to have fun wines and talk to winemakers yeah. and eat delicious food. over 35 <laughs> winemakers from all over the world. We have over 1,700 wines going to be presented. We have a, a VIP room with very select, very... Uh, uh, special wines that are going to be presented. We have over 20 restaurants that are presenting uh, dishes such as Oh Steaks, Common Man, Mr. Max, anywhere from comfort food to fine cuisine. It's it's literally a, an event for every person that enjoys wine of every capacity. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you are, Nancy. And uh, yeah, I, I know you're, you're most looking forward to having a chance to chat with the, the winemakers. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah. be so much yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. It, it is. Because you find out these different things. I mean, I, I've been 
not concerned, but I've, I, it's, you know, it's crossed my mind. Why are we seeing so many screw-off <laughs> wine caps uh, these days as opposed to corks? So, Absolutely. You know, uh, Brian answered my question just a few minutes ago. Yes, and a lot of it is, is that education. And oftentimes the, this is how a lot of the winemakers operate is that they operate on a one-on-one individual basis and just get the word out. But as I said earlier, it's, they, they can share such a passion, and you see that with Brian in here, and that's to a T to every winemaker I get to speak with. Yeah, and uh, you know, and from the more technical side of it, uh, I mean, uh, it, it makes such a difference that the climate, the, the soil, that sort of thing, too. You know, the, what kind of wine that uh, an individual winery can produce, and how wine from the East Coast to uh, varies so significantly from that uh, that is produced in California, let alone uh, that which is produced in uh, Italy and, uh, you know, well, once across again, the pond. 1,700 wines. There mm. is not a single wine that won't be represented at our wine week, at uh, the Wine Spectacular. So it's really an opportunity to just dip your toe in every pool out there. And, and you talked about some of the seminars that are going on as well? Yes, we're going to have seminars at uh, one of our stores, our South Nashua location. Mm-hmm. We have a seminar on Pinot Noir. We also have a seminar on Argentinian uh, wines and the soils that go into a lot of the Argentinian wines, uh-huh. primarily out of Mendoza. Um, so there are great um, instructional events. There are dinners being presented uh, by uh, the, our brokerage community that will feature many of these winemakers. All of these events, and I would advise everybody to check back frequently, but it can always be found at www.nhwineweek.com. And we're constantly updating it because up to the last minute, they're still adding events. <laughs> no, there you go. That That is terrific. And uh, we're talking about off the air, lots of bottle signings at uh, the state uh, liquor stores. There are many, many bottle signings at state liquor stores. Um, and what we have is we have everything scheduled with our winemakers coming into state. So um, check, with, uh, check our website. We have uh, many of those listed. And um, you can come meet the winemakers, get a bottle signed. You can have them sign it to you personally. I've got several at home that I've had in the past. There you go. Or start a new collection, right? right you <laughs> can become a new hobby for you. They get signed wine bottles. I, I had one signed a few years ago by the great Isaiah Thomas. Right there you go. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 And uh, so you, you meet a lot of uh, interesting people, a lot of wine aficionados, uh, and uh, it, it's a, a terrific week. Lots of great wine, lots of great food, and lots of great wine talk. I mean, uh, uh, people can talk about wine forever, some of their wine experiences, even from uh, the, the wineries in New Hampshire itself. Uh, and uh, it's, it's an ever-growing industry in the state. And uh, well, another thing that we offer is sponsored by Corbell this year. We have uh, Grace Limousine that will be offering free rides home. It's our stay safe program. We promote responsibility. If you live within 20 miles of the Wine Spectacular, you can get a free ride home. So keep that in mind. Yes, absolutely. There you go. And with 1,700 wines to choose from, uh, there are some people who may be in need uh, of that service, uh, for sure. Well, I want to thank uh, both of you, uh, Justin Gunter and Nancy Mellett, for being with us today. And our thanks also to Brian Ferguson for 
providing the refreshments this morning here at WKXL uh, from Flag Hill Winery in Lee. You can check them out uh, as well in all of the great wineries and all of the great uh, New Hampshire uh, liquor outlets in the state. A new one opened yesterday. I heard from reliable sources that one opened yesterday. It did uh, down in Derry. It's a beautiful location. It's one the community is, is very excited about. We're excited about it. Um, so yes, please come down. Visit our new location in Derry. Number 66. Uh, that's how many wine outlets uh, uh, liquor and wine outlets there are run by the state of New Hampshire All right, we are done right here on WKXL thanks again Justin and uh, thanks again to you Nancy from the New Hampshire Food Bank the beneficiary of the wine spectacular one week from tonight that'll do it for this edition of Kale and Company thanks for listening we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental don't forget tomorrow the Friday Fun Bunch.